It's episode 87 of The Platformers, a show about nerd culture. I'm your host, Brian Barnett. I'm your co-host, Chris Schreiber. And I just gave the microphone these hands. These hands. Catch these hands. (laughs) (laughs) What'd you do? Like I was catching hands. I was catching hands, and I was throwing hands and throwing (laughs) bows. Ugh, everything is a copy, like we said before. A copy of a copy of a copy. Like simulacra. And uh, like I said, like I was telling you earlier, what? What? You're looking at me like I'm crazy. No, so the the connection like froze for a second. And like, I just heard, but then it tried to catch out. Like Skype does this thing where it tries to save like the last few seconds of what you said. So like it, it sat there for a little bit and then went, and then it came back to, why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm an alien that just like revealed my real face to you. And then it's like, what? Like it what went all pixelated. At? And I just heard, I was like, oh, yeah, I don't like that. So I used the word. So people here in Houston, I don't know how people drive where you're from. My friend, my Turn beloved don't close exist. friend. Uh, tr- oh my god I want to punch people in the face it's yeah, like the only thing that makes me angry it's like if you don't use your turn signals I can't trust you on the road I don't know when you're just going to swerve into my lane apropos <laughs> of nothing uh, and so I was describing at practice tonight I was describing how people don't leave a gap when there's a when there is um, when there's like for example when there's a driveway people should stop before the driveway and not um, kind of barricade it off with their vehicles so that people can actually get out and turn across the street and things like that. People don't want to do that. Oh, you're and saying so if somebody keep... like parks on the street near a driveway. No, 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 no. If they're, if they're, if they're driving and they're, there's a long light behind a signal or something like that, like if you're going to stop and you see that you're going to stop in front of a driveway, to like or a major thoroughfare or like something like that like don't oh, park. yeah like an or like an entrance to like a business or something like that yeah don't freaking stop there leave a gap open so people right. can get out right right, right. people but don't do that they didn't do that they just kept pulling up until one car uh you know abuts the next and somebody called me out for using the word abuts uh and then what was the other one that I used I used some other word and somebody was like calling me out for using SAT words, and I'm like, you know what? Excuse me. To be fair, and then I just a, use the word uh, simulacra. It's definitely not a word I would use in my everyday vocabulary. I mean, it's not. You stronger vocabulary has been used on this show, but a butt true. isn't. You know, a butt. You're not a. A butt isn't anything to be sh- ashamed of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not ashamed of mine. I can tell you that much. Let me ask you. I think you, you have you you have ample. Oh, I'm sorry. No. You, let's let's. <laughs> you you got enough to go around. It's all right. Yeah yeah yeah. Yo, wait, fun fact though. So you have enough for all wait. comers, as they say. So. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, through all this Dragon Ball hullabaloo. Yes. I've been going to the gym, as I've said on the show before. Um, got on you the scale the other picture? day. What? I was going to say, are you talking about your picture of your wraps? No, 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 no. Although, <laughs> that, that is somewhat related. Um, yeah. 
I bought wraps the other day, and they're the, the same color as Goku's gi. I said that that wasn't related. Um, you can see the picture at Drive ninety three on Instagram. I this is a good Instagram channel. I try. I do my best. Yeah. That's pretty. Um, no, I got on the scale the other day for the like maybe the second time, third time since uh, January first. <laughs> I've lost twenty pounds since January first. Dad gum, dude. Good job. Yeah. Keep it up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But what's always funny is, like, my ass is the first thing to go. That's what made me think of it. Like, yeah. whenever I lose weight, I just, like, my butt gets, like, so tiny. And then your pants start falling off? Yeah. Like, I remember my mom and I were, like, looking for a suit for me at one point when I was, like, in high school. Like, when I lost all that weight. And, like, we're in Macy's and the guy's, like, measuring me. And she's like, he just lost a bunch of weight. And he just, I swear he has no butt. He has no butt. I'm like, this isn't embarrassing at all. But like I'm that never, was your mom. Yeah, my mom doing that like next Jeez. to uh, like the guy who worked at Macy's. And I was he like, just Geez. doesn't have a hiney anymore. His I don't know where it gone. went to. <laughs> oh, oh, Maureen. My version of your mom is definitely like been a smoker for like forty years. No, God, no, 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 no. My mom is very. Um, Does she put on tea parties and things? No, she's just like my mom's kind of vanilla. I think that's like a good way to put it. Kind of a Nella? No, kind, kind of, of kind vanilla. of vanilla. Okay. Like I was like, who is Nella? And like why? she's, I don't know. She's kind of like white lady who, like her whole thing. And my dad, you know, the same way. In the their same whole, way that you and I are both completely uninteresting. But like they just their whole thing like was they wanted to <laughs> start a family, have kids. You know, like that was, that their, was their that was their highest that was their, uh, that their, was their highest aim, and they were just like you know, and they have a beautiful home and like great family, like you know, we're kind of dope. Hey, we we kind of crushed it. Don't even kinda, worry about it. We're kind of awesome. We nailed I mean, the the gene pool, <laughs> if I may say so myself. <laughs> That's what people will say. That's what people will say. In what twenty, thirty years, when babies aren't born anymore, they're built in factories. They'll just be—they'll they'll roll one off the factory that's like especially shiny. They'll be like, "Man, we really nailed that gene pool. Crushed yeah. it. Crushed it." Thanks, Aldous Huxley. Appreciate that. I just did three sixty no scope this baby <laughs> right out the chute. Jesus, pretty good. So what I wanted to bring up, there's an article that came up on, uh, wait. Talking about a butt. Mm-hmm. I'm going to feel like a dumbass if you wrote this article, because this keeps happening to me. You did not. Shabana Arif wrote this article on IGN. She, she writes a lot. <laughs> Nickelodeon game re-releases announced, including Ren and Stimpy, SpongeBob, Rugrats. Do you want to know something really funny? Yes. I almost did write this story this morning. There you go. So, for those of you who aren't aware, THQ is a company that used to exist that <laughs> published games. They did. They used they to exist. They did used to exist. They, they filed for like bankruptcy. And, they they uh, yeah. published what? What was it? Darksiders? Darksiders, um, Red Faction. Um, uh, some other stuff. The wrestling th- games, the, like the WWF those were the only games. Ones, yeah, those those were the only games that I cared about. Um, there's a, a bunch of different IPs. Um, but those games you, were really good. If you grew up playing video games, you know who THQ is, because I'm sure yeah. you came across their games at some point. But one of the main things they did was they held the licenses for um, 
all of the Nickelodeon games that came out like in the early 2000s, late 90s, um, and early 90s for like uh, you know Genesis and all that. Mm-hmm. But now, fast forward to 2018, we have THQ Nordic, which is basically, and I'm probably going to get this wrong because it's very confusing, but it's some of the people from THQ that started a new company but bought is buying up the properties that were like lost in the bankruptcy and they're basically like trying to like rebuild what THQ was before they went bankrupt. So they're like Which trying is difficult because the middle the middle end of the of the industry has kind of fallen out. Well, um, not only that, like I mean, it's difficult to run any business, but like the <laughs> this one I find especially amusing, like Darksiders, I was like, "All right, I feel like there's like enough people that support that franchise and are like, oh yeah, Darksiders, like, that maybe give enough of a shit because it was put on how many consoles at this point. Um, so you would hope that they made some kind of a profit off of it. I mean, Darksiders 1 is, is genuinely fantastic. Oh no, like, I they're good games. I didn't games. care for 2. I didn't care for 2, but I'm I'm looking forward to potentially being interested in 3, it, depending on what people say about it or... You know, if I can get my hands on it or something like that. But I'm saying, I'm saying outside of you and I, like, sure, people yeah, within, yeah. like, you know, the the roots of like the gaming culture swell. I feel like whatever. I feel like general consensus is Darksiders is pretty good. THQ had some good stuff. It's a shame that they didn't that they weren't right. more successful. Right. Yeah. And, but, and I don't. I didn't know if, that uh, that former THQ people were a part of Nordic, but I do know that they renamed the studio uh, THQ Nordic after they acquired a bunch of licenses that they bought in some, like, freaking fire sale or something. Right, right. Um, which a lot of people were like, is that why Why would you... There's not that much in there. But. Here's the part that I can't unpack from this, this story in particular. Um, I'm going to go through the list of... Um, licenses that like they that were brought up when mm-hmm. uh, let's see the full list of titles that will see brought back to life is shown below uh, and their on shelf availability to be announced in the next few months suggests they'll be getting a retail release Avatar The Last Airbender Back at the Barnyard Cat Scratch Danny Phantom El Tigre Invader Zim Jimmy Neutron My Life as a Teenage Robot Rocket Power Rocco's Modern Life, Rugrats, SpongeBob SquarePants, Tack and the Power of Juju, The Fairly Odd Parents, The Ren and Stimpy Show, and The Wild Thornberries. Now, you probably, for the most part, I would imagine, don't care about the majority of the things on this list. Yes, okay, that is correct. This is I, this is I what I grew know, up watching. I don't know if you listed anything that I really care about. Right. So I, I did this is why Rugrats I like this conversation. Right I saw now. I saw a couple of episodes of Invader Zim. I thought it was good. Um, I don't think I was allowed to watch Ren and Stimpy either. That or I just always missed it. Um, I would not be I surprised just, if you weren't allowed to watch Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, uh, there's a lot in that show that like a lot of parents didn't like that show. <laughs> yeah. Um, I w- Rocco's Modern Life was one that I was big into. Yeah. Um. But I was Rocco's also, Modern I was Life got a reboot, but like was yeah. rebooted, wasn't it? I feel like yes. I think that happened recently, or at the very least, we got a preview of a reboot that is going to happen. What I find interesting about most of these, for the most part, um, they're they're properties that 
are gone and have been gone for a very long time. SpongeBob is about to air, or it just aired, its last episode. So outside of my age bubble, who's buying these games? Like I understand the re-releases, like I'm, but like you, you have to pay people to port these games over. Yeah, and and here's the thing, like even so, for example, I was too old for most of that. So people who are my age in like their mid thirty thousand years, you know, around that area, right? They're gonna be too old for that sort of a thing. They're not going to care about that. Right. But people like you who are, you know, in their 20s and things like that, um, if they haven't, you know, and I wouldn't have even thought about this before, like last month or something, if they hadn't moved on to different hobbies or different things like that, like, are they going to have enough expendable income to buy all these games? Well, that's the other thing. And like- are they going to, and are they going to be, and not only that, are they going to be interested in whatever those types of games will be? Because those are based off of like, properties of cartoons for kids but the people who watch them as kids aren't kids anymore which means that their tastes have matured also yeah like nostalgia can only take you so far and not only that exactly. like, these games were made in uh, they're like gamecube and ps2 games like a lot of those games haven't aged that well and most of them yeah were like 3d platformers or like you know kind of like they're not they're not the best of the best games that were out on those consoles i mean the only one i can think of that was like great out of any of these was um that i know i played the hell out of uh was spongebob squarepants battle for bikini bottom um was similar to like a uh it was almost like a mario 64 clone interesting yeah which was like really good but i mean most of the other ones are kind of like i don't care my equivalent to this sort of a thing are like the the that one mickey game for Super Nintendo, where he got like a fireman's outfit and a bunch of stuff like that, and he Castle got like, a bunch of powers. Or it might it might have been. It was very similar to like, uh, you know, your your classic platformers back then, like your um, your Lion Kings, your Jungle Books, and things like that. Right, Except it right. was it was more in the vein of like a Mega Man because he had like all these different things and different ways to answer like different things. You you go as a fireman into the fire level and then you were able to like kind of calm down some of the fire with your water gun or whatever but a lot of those were considered like at least the disney games of like the nes era were are, are still considered some of the best platformers on those consoles or on that exactly console because and they were developed by capcom and it was a company that actually made games yes exactly so there's that going for it even though they are like properties that are more geared towards children they still had like legitimate gaming bona fides and, um, and not only that, they come in an era that still holds up. Whereas like all the stuff that you're listing, like that, the GameCube era is not where you go unless you're going for like maybe Nintendo first party for something that's going to hold up. Yeah. Like there's like, a few gems that are dub- third, but yeah, double dash, it, double dash is fine. Uh, Wind Waker is fine. Obviously you, you get your couple here and there like beautiful Joe or something that are still good. Right. Um, but other than that, like. It's, it's kind of a wasteland. Like I don't know if you've played the freaking Sands of Time trilogy from Prince of Persia recently, but doesn't not exactly good doesn't really look that great. I yeah. mean, they still they still control decently well, but they're not freaking bringing home any awards. Let me tell you that. No, right definitely now. not. Whereas whereas like even the PS3 uh, entry that was cel shaded like still looks great, still controls. Well, it really looks well great, like but that. I mean, I, yeah, I have my own problems with that game. It's not a great game, <laughs> but I will tell you. 
the it's it mostly sucks because the the combat is just god awful. Yeah. But I w- I will say I think the platforming in that particular game is the best that it's been with Prince of Persia. Correct. Um but yeah, let's let's get away from that back to this list. Yes. Well no, I mean that's that's the whole list. I mean the only I don't even know. A lot of these I don't know if they're still what, what, on. What would you even want? If if you could get I mean what what are, what like, are they thinking saying? about? Are these games, are going like, to get re-releases, re-remasters, or uh, are we going to get new entries in these franchises? Here's what What's I would. Here's what would get me on board with this: if there are going to be HD re-releases, throw trophies and achievements and whatever else you want to throw in them. Sure, yeah, yeah. Sell them for fifteen bucks. You can't sell them more for t- than twenty bucks a pop, which I would imagine is what they're going to sell them for. But I would pick any one of these up for maybe ten bucks. Um. At that That's point, a big ask. I was thinking five. I would love five, but you're not. They're, they're several not going generations old. They are, but I just Man, don't wh- see that. Wh- like, Tack of the Power of Juju was like, I remember them pushing that game hard when I was little. And some kids loved it, and like I never was real big on it. How about this? How about this? How about it's 40 bucks, and they come in packs? That would be completely different. If they were like, here's... For here's forty collection. bucks, here's a collection like rare replay. Yes, where you can go back that's, and play all these nineties. That would be that's amazing. How you would do it. That'd be I totally think that's how you different do story. It. Yeah, I, I would be all about that. Um, now, <laughs> now that you say that, I wish it. I hope that that's what happens. Hmm. But outside of that, I don't know what is going to get. Like, I feel like people are going to see this and be like, really? Like Cat Scratch, I feel like wasn't even on that long. I think it was like a couple, <laughs> like maybe two seasons. Like I forgot. I had to Google what that show was. That's like if they're like, we're coming out with a Courage the Cowardly Dog game. Yeah. Except I'd, except I'd super be into that. It's so <laughs> weird. If it was like a weird puzzle platformer or something like that where you had to like get people's attention and you had to go find the white courtesy phone that the turkey was calling you on or whatever. Like, I appreciate yeah. them making an effort and them being like, there are people out there who do care about these games and like sure. that's all well and good and that's great. Like, do that. But like, do it in a smart way that's not going to make you lose money the way you did the last time <laughs> you made these games. Like, there's a reason THQ went bankrupt before. I just don't want to see them or, make those same kind of mistakes. Or if they're going to publish it, team up with a developer like Level 5 or like um, uh, Yacht Club or somebody who knows how to make these old school games and just make like new, like, like the, uh, like like the, the Adventure, Adventure Time games. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do put something out that, that is licensed based on these properties. If you, if they, I mean, and this is, this is all just freaking thinking out Conjecture, loud because I don't yeah. even know if they have, I don't even know if they would be able to make new properties or if this is only, I didn't read the article. Yeah. Um, so I don't even know if they could do that if they wanted, or if these are just specifically, they've bought the assets and things for those specific games and they could re-release those games only. Do we? Do you know anything about that? It says the appetite for Nintendo, or I'm sorry, the appetite for Nickelodeon content, old and new, continues to grow, and it's exciting to bring our beloved content to new audiences throughout. Through this partnership with THQ Nordic, says Nickelodeon's John Roman, senior vice president of toys. These titles are popular when they were first released, and we can't wait for fans around the world to rediscover their favorites. So, okay. so to it me, sounds like that just re-releases. They're all re-releases. What I'm yeah. assuming, like. Again, even if you're going to put out a new game, you don't have anything to go with it. There's no TV show anymore. Yeah. Although people are getting all over those those SpongeBob memes. 
Yeah, those, I hear they're big kids, on, on the Reddits. Those, yeah, those kids are getting all of the memes. You Say what you will, SpongeBob beans. There is always a, a SpongeBob meme that pertains to whatever event is going on in the world. Just like there's always a Trump tweet that pertains to whatever he's going <laughs> through at the moment. Uh, it's it's weird, especially as somebody who never watched SpongeBob, uh, to like see all these memes and be like, I have no idea what any of this is. I couldn't imagine like what that must feel like. Like I really can't because every time I see one, I have context for what happens like at that moment in the show. Cause I'm just like, that was what the hell what is this watching. show going? Like, I, you see the one where like, where like the the freaking starfish guy is like leaning over with that sinister look <laughs> in his eyes, and I'm just like, what the hell were they doing in this show? Is he about to rape someone? What the hell is going on? <laughs> There's so many weird moments. Like, like it's. I don't want to say it's like, like go watch the entire series, but like if you could go find, and I'll look for one. If there was like a bet top. 20 spongebob episode list there has to somebody be. has that written up somewhere like it, they're worth watching they're really funny my dad used to love watching that show with me i just i heard the name of the show and i was like nope no i'm not i'm not I watching a show totally about a freaking sponge with a bunch of nerdy pants on yeah that happened to be square because they fit him and he's a freaking sponge like i get it it sounds stupid as hell. Like, legit, some of my favorite memories growing up was, like, we're waiting to go to school, whether it was, like, to get on the bus or, like, he was going to drive me to the bus stop or whatever, and just sitting in the living room and just listening to him laugh at SpongeBob. Yeah. Because, like, it, it's I a know, great show. There's a reason it's been on as long as I know I'm going to catch all kinds of hell from not only my own wife and her siblings, but, like pretty much probably all of our listeners who've loved this show but like they just it just they just missed me no i mean i get it you're old as hell that's true thousands and thousands of years old i actually just really i mean we we just talked about we just talked about how old i was i actually finally revealed a tiny hint of how old i am mm-hmm. at least at least thirty thousand years old which uh which goes again and and uh, and debunks all those young earth creationists uh so you- <laughs> But uh, oh, speaking speaking of that, I have been corrected. Uh, I, I have been issued a correction with regards to the last episode that we put out. There are two corrections. One correction is uh, "Bright Star," the the musical takes place in North Carolina. I think I said South Carolina. Ah, uh, gotcha. Takes place in North Carolina. Uh, yeah. That and it. Also. Oh, okay. I was like, I thought you said there were two. And, and also, uh, if I made it sound uh, like we were talking about gift giving and birthdays and things oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I made the comment that the one person I, I would want to, um, the one person that wants to buy me stuff the most would be spending the money out of my bank account. Audrey and I have a joint bank account. Right. And she puts more into it than I do. So really? I just want to make it. I, I, I had just, no idea. Yeah. yeah. I know that you and I know the situation, but I just wanted to make sure that our <laughs> listeners know I wasn't dogging on on my awesome wife, who is literally the best person in the entire world. In case you didn't know, Brian's a huge gold digger. <laughs> like that, Kanye wrote that song about him, and he's living his best life, and I'm living vicariously through him. He's like, I have all the time in the world. I don't have any kids. I, I write for IGN and Nintendo. I get to play I mean, games yeah. all day. It's fine. 
I mean, I don't get to play games all day, but sometimes I get to play. I, I get to play games for more of the you day. You get to play games more than I do. Than most people probably. There yes. you go. There you go. Yes. Uh, and I am, I am grateful for that. And I am trying to pay it forward, but not with money, because you don't get compensated very well for doing what I do. <laughs> <laughs> so I try to put I try to put good things out into the world and make people happy, and and uh, being able to do that through my writing and and podcasting and streaming and all sorts of stuff like that just makes me the happiest dude in the world. So I just wanted to put that out there so that people didn't think that I was talking down about my lovely lady, no, or no, about no, how much no. she contributes because she she is my rock, my hard place. <laughs> Anyway, yes. um, you have something written in your list that kind of pertains to my list, which I thought was interesting. Yes. Uh, oh, what what is it? Well, because I was I was gonna go a place, and now I want to hear where you were gonna go. I was gonna go to a place of 3ds. Where were you gonna go? I was gonna go to other pertinent uh, video game news from this week. Oh, by all means, let's stick in the news, uh, <clears throat> and then we'll our, move we'll on. Then the we'll move on segment. to. 3Ds. Mm, mm. Um, another piece of news that came out this week is the Vivendi and Ubisoft uh, war has finally come to an end. Has it really? It has. Did you not know this? I did not know this. I haven't been on the well, computer all day. Well, I aside am from going streaming. to. I am going to educate you, my friend, because for those of you in the know, um, Vivendi, who is a multimedia corporation has been buying up shares of Ubisoft trying to take it over hostily uh, for a couple of years now, actually, since 2016. Uh, and a deal was just reached, and now that... Wa- and and uh, Yves Guillemont and uh, his... I think he and his brother founded Ubisoft, and they've basically built the whole thing um, you know, themselves... And uh, just for me, the idea of a Ubisoft that wasn't in control of its own properties is kind of horrifying because Ubisoft is responsible for a lot of properties that I really care about, um, like Far Cry and like now again, Assassin's Creed. Splinter Cell. Um, And yeah, I mean, name it like Splinter Cell, The Division, like there are tons of great games out there um, of quality of varying degrees you know and there's a little something for everybody they're like ea like they, they just have something for everyone yeah um the prince of persia franchise is like firmly in their you know in, in their control and so the idea of vivendi who's responsible for games that i'm not as much a fan of since they stopped making like good tony hawk games and and uh you know teaming with valve to do um like half-life and those sorts of things um uh, the idea of Vendi taking control over and wresting control away from that family at Ubisoft was kind of horrifying um, to me. But a deal has been reached. Ubisoft does not have to worry about that anymore because Vivendi has agreed to sell all of the shares that they bought in Ubisoft back to them. Wow. For 66 euros a share for over three uh, for over 30 million shares which represents almost like 28 percent of the like the stake in ubisoft like it's a huge huge transaction so is that i'm assuming they're selling that at a profit so they probably bought it at a lesser price and now they're i don't know about that um 
but I'm just trying to think of why they would even bother that, or they just realized that Ubisoft is actually doing because Ubisoft now is doing is much healthier than it was when all of this started two yes. or three years ago. Yes, like they have properties that people really care about, and they've bounced back. Like it would, people were wondering like what's going to happen. AC is getting a little stale. You know that sort of thing. I think. Right. Uh, I well, think. I mean, all of then, them were. That was that was when uh, what Unity came out, or that was that was your Syndicate came out, but it was a year after Unity came out, and it didn't do that well because everybody hated Unity. Right. Um. And then they skipped the year, and then Origins came out last year. Yeah. But you've also uh, got like Rainbow Six is now in its third year. Um, yeah, and Rainbow. I for, totally forgot about that. Rainbow Six Siege is killing, and For Honor. Yep. And uh, like all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're really crushing it. Um. I mean, I, I I would think that that would make them want to keep pursuing this more. But um, last year, um, Vivendi had started thinking like, well, are we going to keep doing this or do we want to maybe push it off? They're like, we know we're not going to do a hostile takeover for at least the next six months, but do we even want to pursue this anymore? Or do we want to start barking up different trees or something like that? But um, they decided to sell back. And they also, as part of the agreement, have signed... Um, something saying that they will not buy uh, any Ubisoft stock over the next five years. Wow. Um, as a part of this deal, um, Ubisoft has also gained long-term investments from two sources who are wildly disparate. Uh, one investor is the, I think it's the Ontario Teachers Pension Association or something like that. And the other one is social media and game development giant Tencent from China. Oh, wow. Who have been involved in Fortnite and PUBG and like all that stuff. They have both signed on to be long-term investors. And Tencent signed uh, an agreement with Ubisoft to uh, promote and like distribute and take care of their properties and bring their most popular properties to China. Um, So that's going to be a huge deal for both of them. Um, so God, if you had said that that was what was going to happen six months ago, yeah, no one would have believed you. Nope. That's amazing. Yeah. They're going to get a long term. They're going to get long term stake, uh, investors from China and Canada and Vivendi's not going to be a, not going to be a problem anymore. (laughs) Like, nope. Oh, oh. And the people who are investing in China are also responsible for mobile ports of extremely, high skill level competitive games like what what (laughs) god well and that was one of the biggest fears um the vivendi thing um when beyond good and evil 2 was finally announced yeah yeah people were like are we even gonna see this game yeah there's another one yeah yeah because if Vivendi gets a controlling share they can just be like yeah we're not doing this 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 yeah and we're gonna do this this way oh also uh the whole gimel family you gotta get out you know. It's all about Pachenko machines. Yeah, and I was telling somebody, like I was talking to somebody on Twitter about that after after that article posted, uh, and I was I was just saying like the, the idea of working so hard and and creating something that is beloved that so many people care about, you know that um, that means a lot to so many people and becomes such a huge thing. And then having having that lurking thought in the back of your head of like, is somebody going to take this away? Like, is somebody going to come and just take control away from this thing that I've built from me? And it's just, that's horrifying. So I'm glad that at least for the next five years, they don't have to worry about that. Yeah. 
I mean, who who knows what will happen after that? You know, no one, nobody knows the future. But I thought that was interesting. Interesting news to share, and big news if you've been following the video games industry because that's Ubisoft is like them or not. Like they're a huge presence in games. I mean, they're one of um, like the I don't know. It's like them, they're, Activision, they're like, EA. As and, far as yeah. third party developers are concerned. Yeah. Like yeah. the ones that are left, because yeah. you have people like THQ that <laughs> yeah, who, who have gone the way of the buffalo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shall we move on to 3ds? Yes. So the other day, well, so we were talking about uh, after the Nintendo Direct that they were coming out with Luigi's Mansion on 3ds, and it got me thinking about how much I missed Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, a game which I realized after booting it up, I put 28 hours into. Like that's how much I loved that game. And yeah, and so I started going through my 3DS catalog, and was just kind of like reminiscing of all the the time I had spent on that console, and I was like looking at like my activity history, and was kind of blown away at how (laughs) the Switch has come out. We're a little over a year in, and so quickly we all have been so you know. So easily have we written off the 3DS as a console that should even be considered to be talked about in a conversation because the Switch is here and praise. I mean, frankly, I'm wondering why it. we're talking about it right now. I'm wondering why we're not talking about the Switch. I need to like, <laughs> I need to bring up like when when I moved into my apartment next door, I bought the new 3DS XL. It was the Majora's Mask edition. I played Majora's Mask 3D on it, and maybe and Pokemon. Um, yeah, yeah. Brian's holding it up right now. Yeah, I've got I've got my my 3ds right here. Um, but the, the funny thing, before you get into this, I do think it's funny. You did mention like how nobody wants to talk about the 3ds anymore. You want to know who people talk even less about? The Vita. The Vita. Yeah. Like the end of the this- year, Brian. The end of the year, the Vita is going to be hacked because it won't be supported supported anymore to the point where they will hit a certain firmware number. And there's um, a gentleman, I think his name's Logic, or a person, hacker. Um, you can follow him on Twitter. I don't know what his handle is. But he has been... If it's not Logic, I'm really disappointed. Well, it's... Um, there's a whole subreddit about it. It's called like, PSV to Hacks. Um, and people just write about him all the time. And he basically has come out and said, I already have everything written for the current firmware that is available, but I'm not releasing it yet. Because he's waiting for Sony to be like, all right, we're done. As soon as Sony says they're done supporting the Vita, which I would imagine is going to happen after, um, at least until after uh, Persona 5, Dancing All Night, and Persona 3. Is that um, coming on Vita? Yeah, that comes out in May. At least in Japan, it comes out in May. I don't think they've okay. given a U.S. release date. Um, I'll be importing it. But they <laughs> <laughs> they said... Because you don't need to be able to read it. No, no. You, you just got to dance to it, man. You know, you just got to feel the beat. That's right. Nice. But uh, they're expecting that by the p- end of the year. I may year. have to pick that up because oh. I didn't get I didn't get dancing all night. But um, well, but I like the Persona Five team, like the the party and the characters more than I do the Persona Four. It doesn't matter. So, I mean, like I just I really skipped through the dancing all night story. Sure, but like if I could dance with Lady On or yeah, but no. you could also dance with Teddy. And I hate Teddy. He's obnoxious. You're a piece of shit, him. and I hate you. Go die in a fire. <laughs> um, I can't believe I even know you, and I kind of regret that I do. Because you just would it said make that. you feel better to know that I specifically said that just to rally you up? 
Did you know Harvey bought a PlayStation Vita TV today just so he could play Persona 4 Golden? Uh huh. Yeah. Monster. Anyway. Yep. Um. So yeah, by the end of the year, Vita is going to be hacked to the point where you'll be able to run any PSP game on it, run emulators on it. It'll be what Dude, the PSP was. If I can do that, the PS the Vita is so much better than the PSP as far as controls are concerned. Yeah. Like. <sighs> Also, I've got that PS Vita Slim, so you know that's going to be real nice. Well, here's the thing, Brian. So, uh, when the actually funny, we're talking about this. When the Nintendo Direct happened, I, that was the day I went to the GameStop and uh, with my trading credit got that Vita, that OLED Vita mm-hmm. that was just sitting there, and it's still sitting next to me. I never made it back. So at this point, I'm just going to hold on to it, and then the second that those hacks come out. That's what that baby's for. It's going to be my hacked Vita. And then I'm going to have the slim one for... That'll be my regular one in the event that this one breaks or whatever. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I'm very excited. But no, so... That's cool. So 3DS. Um, I was just looking at the catalog and it is kind of like baffling how much is on there. Um, for somebody... If somebody came to me and was like, I want a handheld console, which one would I get? Like, I really... Between... Vita, 3DS, or Switch at this point. I mean, like, obviously, if you're going to say long-term, go with the Switch, Switch, but... For sure. Sure, but, like, if if you're on a limited budget and, you know, all that... You can get one of those, whatever, the 2DS is for, like, 60 bucks. That was kind of like my thought. I'm like, you really can't go wrong with a 2DS at this point. Like, yeah. there... Especially if you get that nice clamshell one, like the creamsicle one. Yeah. It looks pretty good. Like, the... Mario, I was playing Mario Kart 7 on the new 3DS XL, which, like, now I want to go back and play all these games that I really, really loved. And I think at one point you and I were talking about, with Super Mario 3D Land, how good that game looks on new 3DS XL. But, like, there's just so much on there that, like, I played on this little tiny standard 3DS that... Yep. It And this, like, the 3D didn't work that great, and you had to hold it a certain way. This thing is, like, almost perfect as far as the 3D support is concerned. Yeah. The the new one the like the new Nintendo yeah the one 3DS the XL? one you've got yeah yeah, yeah. okay 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 yeah yeah because yeah, it's got the is... head tracking if you're not aware the new 3ds XL has head tracking it's got extra buttons and for games that support it like Kingdom Hearts is one of them um, there's like this little like knob which would serve as like your uh, right thumbstick yeah it's um, completely ridiculous it's like those old laptop things that you'd get in the middle of the keyboard it's like a ThinkPad nubbin. the little nubbin yeah yeah uh, the reason I got this was for Super Nintendo uh, gameplay. Because if I could have Super Mario World, Link to the Past, and Super Metroid in my pocket, I'm going to do it. You want to do something? I do with my PSP. But here's the thing. If I get my freaking Vita hacked, then I'm going to do that anyway. Well, I just bought, because I have, I realized the other day, I have almost every Zelda game available on 3DS right now. With the exception yeah. of like, Twilight Princess, Wind Waker, Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Um, they're there's all on 3DS, Mask, which is yeah. insane. Yeah. There's Zelda 1, Zelda 2, uh, Zelda 3, which is the Super Nintendo version linked to the past. Yep. There's also Oracle of Ages, Oracle of Seasons, Minish Cap, Force Link's Swords, Awakening. Link's Awakening. Uh, Link's Awakening DX. And um, then you can play Phantom Hourglass, Spirit yep. Tracks. For DS, which still works. Yep. Uh, I actually have. Um, I think in here I have. Uh, yeah, I've got. I've got Chrono Trigger in here. Mm. Um, 
And then I've also got um, The World Ends With You that, I'm, that I want to get to. Um, but, I mean, who knows? Yeah. Maybe I'll end up getting it on freaking PS4 or Switch or whatever the heck it's coming out on. Yeah. But, no, it's just funny, like, because now this is, like, the first year that I'm actually, like, you know what, I really do need to watch what games I'm buying. Like, and I've said time and time again, when God of War comes out, that is the one that, like, I'm just going to, like, nut everywhere. That game is going to be so good. <laughs> It, like it, it, you can't you can't deny how good that game is going to be and it's just going to take you, over have, my life. Have you heard what people have been saying about the first like 3 hours? Yes. Like I Brian, I can't I've been this fucking excited for a game since Breath of the Wild came out. Like I want this game more than anything else in the world right now. And what's what sucks though is it's going to come out and I think the Dragon Ball Fire is going to die down and then I'm never going to go back to it. You will because but, I because well I have because, you and I have Jess and I have James and yes. Richie and yeah yes and but, we 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 can't dude Chris we cannot let this fire burn out because today <sighs> you and I did something and we need to get through this 3ds talk so we can talk about it no I mean because, really the only other thing is like I I think I might just start going back and playing these old 3ds games like if you if you haven't played if you like, my friend Sydney's one of them was obsessed with Luigi's Mansion on uh, GameCube and like I knows the game like the back Louis- of hand. Luigi's Mansion games. I, I'm I'm planning on it when one of the new ones comes out or or if it's a remaster or something like that. I'm planning on picking it's, that up. Yeah, I mean uh, it's the first one like I definitely prefer the second one. Um just because it's more action based. Like everybody says Dark Moon is better. Yeah. Like it's more action y like the the first one is more you just kinda wandering around and like it's more of a puzzle kind of game. Um, but like in a certain way, um, yeah. but now like Dark Moon is just so good. Um, funny enough, I got it for my birthday from my sister, twenty twelve, twenty thirteen, and it's my birthday nice. this weekend or on Monday. Nice, yeah. But happy birthday, buddy! Thanks, bud. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to button? go back and bud. Oh, it sounds like I you said <laughs> thanks. We button. don't have pet names. We're close. No. We Listen, don't. We should. You're. You know, I, I like you a lot. You know, <laughs> I I think you're great, but we need to establish some distance between us. Maybe just a little bit, because you're taking this a little too seriously. You're getting a little too comfortable with me, and like as much as I'm, I'm flattered. Really, truly, I am. But why don't we why don't we dial it that down a little bit there, Brian? Barnett. Well, on 3ds, I was playing. Uh, Star Fox 64 3D. Great port. Great port. I've played it several times. I don't think Star Fox is for me. <laughs> if you, What sucks is like, if you can play that game and you can say that, Star Fox is not for you. I li- Dude, I think I like the original Star Fox more than this one. On Super Nintendo? Yes. I, think I, I don't know how more. anyone can say that. Now, granted, like, here's the thing. Now, maybe if I was playing it on an N64 with, like, a proper controller, but, like, I, it just doesn't, I don't know, it just doesn't... Doesn't just do anything do for you? For me. Wow. It's okay. Like, it's definitely I play... not. It's definitely not the worst, like, first-party game by Nintendo I've ever played. No, no, By, no, like, no. you know, by, as they say, a damn sight. Sure. But, uh, but it's, it's, I, I did, like, the first three levels, and I'm just like... 
I could never see this again and be fine. I feel like I got everything I needed to get out of this sort of gameplay out of the gummy ship interludes in Kingdom Hearts. Well, that was what was so funny about that game was, well, so yeah. when... Hey, let's just straight rip Star Fox for the, yeah. for the interspersed chapters. When whatever. I was growing up, I I remember I remember being a, out front of my apartment at Burdick's and my brother opening the bag from GameStop where he had Star Fox 64. Like, it was in that big box and it had the rumble pack in it. And that was the only time I, like, ever heard of that game. And I didn't know there was a Super Nintendo one until, like, I must have been, like, 13 years old. Like, somehow it just completely... I missed it on the radar. And when I played it, I remember for the first time it was on, like, an emulator. And I remember being like, this fucking sucks. Like, this game is... (laughs) This game is terrible. And then, like... The difference difference is I actually owned Star Fox on Super Nintendo. So, like... I have it now. I had history with it. Like, it was like... It was like Street Fighter. It was like the thing that I would pull out every once in a while. It wasn't something that I revisited often because I was too busy replaying Zelda or Metroid or, or playing Tetris Attack again, you know, or whatever. All of those games will get mentioned later on in the show, I think, if we have enough time. Um... As part of something else that came out this week, um, but yeah, I just it's like I just I don't know. Like I, I get why people like it, and I get why people like it more because there's more to it. There's more going on. Uh, besides, um, besides all that, like just from a, it just like it runs better. Star Fox on Super Nintendo, and like I'm gonna get castrated for this, and I do not care. Like Star Fox on Super Nintendo, I I understand that it has like its own like this super graphic ship or whatever the hell that thing was called. But, like, that game runs like shit. The frame rate is so bad in that game. And Star Fox 2, there's a reason they didn't release it. I played, I played the whole thing. It's not that good. Mm, it's okay. interesting. There's a tension behind that game. So, to you, 64 is the best one. 64 is the best the series has ever been. Okay. Well, in, out of respect and deference to you and your opinions, I will try to finish it this week. I don't think it's that long. No, um, I've beaten it uh, God knows how many times in one sitting. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll put in more time this week if I can tear myself away from another game that I've been playing. Um, Which is? Well, first, let me go to a game that I actually played through this week and finished, mm. uh, which is Braid, which is one of the foundational Xbox Live Arcade games mm-hmm. uh, by one Jonathan Blow, who is... I can say after so I played through that game it's it's a very intelligent platformer really weird puzzles like just really weird time control based puzzles it's like what it's like what if um what if Prince of Persia Sands of Time like freaking third mention this podcast which so is so we're weird doing, we're doing okay we're doing all right we're ma- we're doing the lord's work over here <laughs> at the platformers uh it's like if you had that but as like you, you crossed the mechanics, the time rewind mechanics from Prince of Persia with Mario platforming. Mm-hmm. Like if you combine those two games, that's what Braid is like. What's funny about um, that game is like the, the beginning of it, you have a lot of moments where, or at least I did, where when they're going through like kind of the tutorial section of it, mm-hmm. where you sit there and go, oh, oh, this is what this game is. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I really got to think about this. Like... <laughs> And that happens repeatedly. Yeah. 
throughout the game, which is, I think, one of the best things about the game is that it's it exists in layers. Um, it is some of the challenges are really difficult, and you can't beat the game unless you get every puzzle piece, mm-hmm. um, which is a bit obnoxious. Um, for me, it, it, it you don't have to 100% the game because there are still eight stars that you can get after you get every puzzle piece. And those are even harder. I looked up how to I looked up how to get them and they're like some of them are ridiculous. Um like there's one that you have to get before you finish like world 3 because if you finish if you finish the puzzle, you can't do something you need to do to get the 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 star. And it's just uh, like okay. it's when you find out about like what you actually have to do, it's like how would anyone ever think of that? <laughs> to his credit, like it's it is very smartly designed. Um and then as you go on, you think, well, maybe the game is because because it's not just mechanics. There's also a story to it, um, and the story is pretty deep. In fact, I think it's kind of maybe too deep because y- you can think as you're going through it. Like there's there's um, books that you can read at the beginning of each chapter. There are six chapters, I think, in the game, um, and so you'll get like four or five books at the beginning of each chapter that you can read that will kind of give you some context for what's going on in the story or what has gone on in the story. Um, the problem is, is that it sounds like the game is about one thing. And then as it, as the game goes longer and longer, you're like, well, maybe it's, maybe that's not actually what this is about. Um, maybe it's about this other thing over here. And then you get to literally the last level, like the epilogue of the game. And then it's like, oh no, this whole thing was about something totally different that you had no idea about at all. Um, and then that just kind of like reframes the whole thing, but in a way that wasn't very satisfying for me. Um, I get why people are completely in love with it. Um, I would not say it's one of my favorite games of all time. I did enjoy my time with it though. I did really enjoy my time with it, but the story elements, while the gameplay elements are like rock solid and crazy, um, although I the way that it feels to move through the world, I didn't think was like necessarily just the way that I would have wanted from being trained on so many generations. Well, of it's Mario. also like, if I remember correctly, it's a little stiff, like as far it as is. him jumping yes. and like the actual yes. movement of yes, the character it's himself. not, it doesn't, yeah, yeah, that's that's your spot on with that and that's part of the the, with a game that's so demanding of you um it 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 should be a little more forgiving yeah and it's not like if you if you don't hit somebody directly on the head like if you're just even a tiny bit to the right or or to the left even when it looks like you should hit them and bounce off of them you don't it's it's just it's a little obnoxious um and then the the story things at the end just kind of threw a monkey wrench in the in the works for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, it is a very impressive game. It is just incredibly impressive with the puzzle design and different things like that. Like it is so intellig- intelligently designed. It you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Fez, which is like well, by far probably my favorite of that type of game but you also here you have um, it's funny that you mentioned them in the same breath like two games by essentially one guy for the most yes. part um yeah. fez some of the assets were built by another no i think it was programmed 
uh, for the most part, by another guy. But like design wise, it was designed by Phil yeah. Fish. Yeah. Um, by and the, by both the way, featured Phil, in indie Phil, if you're listening, if you're listening, please, please come back. I need, I need Fez back. too. I, I really need Fez too, like really. And I'm sorry that those people were so mean to you. They'll always, it, the internet will always be mean to Phil Fish. It will be. And, and you know, like, I that sucks. Th- if if you watch if you watch Indie Game the movie, I don't think it's deserved. Like he's a little he's a little bristly, but like nobody deserves to be like called a bunch of names and a bunch of stuff like that. Like that's not no, that's not right. Uh, but yeah, so I I was I was very very impressed by the design in Braid, uh, and then right before when when you told me that you were that you wanted to watch some more dragon ball i'm just gonna out you because i'm proud of you and i that's exactly what happened yeah uh (laughs) when you told me that and you're like all right we're gonna record in about 45 minutes i'm like all right i'm gonna fire up the witness which is jonathan blow's next game Mm -hmm. uh and oh my god chris i think this game was made exactly just for me he didn't make a game between the two no Oh, I didn't know that. I have yeah. The Witness, and I've been waiting to play it. He invested, against other people's advice, he invested, like, basically all of the money that he made from Braid into making The Witness. Oh, wow. Um, and people were like, you should not do that. You should think about your future. You should, like, save this money and don't do this. And he's just like, I need to make this game. <laughs> wow. And, it, and it's just, and it is so good. <laughs> like I've already done like 20 or 30 puzzles um, in it. I have, I, it's something so amazing because f- from my understanding, at least at this point, there are no words. There is no anything in this game. No. Yeah. From what I understand, you just start uh, in a, you're putting you in a game and you go. Yes. You start in a world and the first thing you have to do is solve a puzzle and it's a really easy puzzle and then you walk outside and there are like three or four more puzzles that you have to do to get out of that area. And they just keep becoming more, you know, increasingly more complicated and stuff like that. And then they, when you get outside, there are like not secret doors, but like doors that have symbols that like you haven't seen before. And you just have to like figure out what's going on. And some of these are like pretty obviously designed to be too complicated for you that you need to come back later. But like, I think all but one of them, I just figured out. Like, I was like, I wonder if it's like this. Yep. Yep. Figured it out. So I, I'm pretty sure I got to some places I'm not supposed to be able to get to yet. Or like probably most people haven't been able to get to just because like, I, like I grew up on puzzles. Like my mom bought me like Mensa books. Like I, and I, and, and in, in, uh, in gifted and talented classes, like they would have us do, like we studied the oh, logic pinky and like the fuck and, out. Are you kidding me? Way to plug that way to sneak that in there. <laughs> I'm just saying in, they in had us gifted do, and talented classes. They had mm, us yes. do. After we would sip our wine and eat our cheese. They would give us several puzzles we would have to solve. How would you how would you feel if what I called gifted and talented classes was just my mom dropping me off at the cracker barrel to do those little puzzles with the <laughs> golf picks in them? She just gave you a wooden plank of labyrinth from uh, the gift shop in a cracker barrel. <laughs> it was a marble puzzle that you had to yeah. pivot like that. It was just one of those all day long. <laughs> she just told me and it was outside of the nail salon or whatever. No. 
No, but there there was so I I I gained an appreciation for puzzles like early and and my mom wasn't super into my mom and dad weren't super into me playing games so they would go to like actual game stores like board game and like little things and they would buy me like those little puzzles that you would shift around like rush hour and stuff like that did you ever play rush hour i have no idea oh, what i'm talking about and like sherry the and sherry had rush hour is so good like the sliding puzzles that's what it like was you, that's exactly what it was oh okay, okay yeah okay. yeah they would get me a bunch of stuff like that which i it was fine, but like it didn't it it doesn't grab the attention like a video game. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but anyway, so I I have like a real, I mean as as listeners to the show will know, Tetris Attack is one of my favorite games of all time. Like I have a freaking soft spot in my heart for like a really good puzzle game, and so I just like, the the aesthetic, the style, the visual design of the witness is like really striking it's very much like like a disney or pixar film like it looks fantastic and everything looks like it's made out of clay or something and the puzzle design is simple but like really really good and i was just like ravenously running from like one puzzle to the next one to the next one and i was just like i have to do more i have to do more i have to find all the puzzles and I used so, to get that way with um, Professor Layton games. Another to, another great game. Yeah. To the point where I would be like, I don't even care about the story. Just give me like, just give me a list of every puzzle, like riddle in this game and puzzle. Just, just tell me, just tell me how many wolves and sheep and ducks I need. To <laughs> I get have to get across, across this, this pond. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't need these stupid hint coins. You <laughs> stupid professor. Don't you know that by now? I'm smarter than you are. I should be the professor. I should be the professor. So the witness is great. That's good. What are you playing it on? PC. Oh, I have it on yeah. PS4. 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 Very good. I hope it runs smoothly. It runs I, very, very yeah, smoothly. I don't know. Uh, on if it does, I'll just buy it on PC. Yeah. It's quite good. I think I got it on sale for like 15 or 20 bucks. Fantastic. I already love it. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do when I run out of puzzles. But I've heard that some of these are, like, horrifyingly difficult. Um, I, I just ran into the first one that I've had to, like, try more than, like, twice. Um, I've heard some of them. Well, apparently the... I haven't looked at how long to beat, but I think I remember seeing that game can take up to like 40 hours or something like that. Yeah, it's very long. It's very, very long. There are a lot. Of, I think there's something like 300 puzzles in that game or something. That's like, wild. There's, some, just some, there's just some like ridiculous number. I don't, don't quote me on that one, but um, but yeah. So it's it's really, really fantastic. Um, that's very good oh. to hear because that's one yeah. that like I've always wanted to dive into and I've just been, and, and another one inside, I actually almost played today and then we ended up streaming. Um, cause I saw it was only like three and a half hours to beat it. Yeah. Awesome freaking game, dude. Awesome yeah. game. Way better than limbo. I don't care wh- who, what, what anyone says. Yeah. It's like orders of magnitude better than limbo and also horrifying. Uh, quick question. Doubling back to star Fox 64 mm, 3d mm. is the character in star Fox 64. F- the character from the first game son, because somebody told me that. And it I is. don't buy it. It is. So, spoilers for Star Fox 64 if you've never played it. Um, there is a point when you are... It, well, yeah, I mean, so... 
Peppy is like super old in Star Fox 64. I mean, in all the other Star Fox games, he is because like he's like actually younger in Star Fox One and I think Star Fox Two. Um, but they all look the same to me. Well, I mean, they're cartoon characters, and it's like yeah, they're from the 90s. Like, how much? How old can you make him look? And in the the Wii U one, he looks old as shit. Peppy, he's super old. Um, oh, Star Fox Zero. Yeah, Star Fox Zero. Did you get that? I did. I played the whole thing. It's my condolences. It's my condolences. So bad. It's such a shame. Now, I had such high hopes for that game. Which one is worse, two or zero? Zero, one hundred percent zero. What's it, what sucks is if zero had better controls, it would be a, it would be an okay game. Like I, I would be well, fine that's still not, with that game. That's still not great. Yeah, but it's <laughs> like I'd be like, you know what? This is a Wii U level Star Fox game that I can live with existing. Star Fox Zero as it is now, I'm like pitiful don't even mention it okay well i'm sorry for mentioning it you bastard anyway um no so yeah there's a thing um in star fox have you ever beaten star fox 64 no this is literally my first time playing it that's what i was talking about ever oh yes do you mind if i spoil this then i dude i don't okay we talked about it like i don't care so if you there's i'm not in this for the story because i think the story is incomprehensible anyway this guy didn't know what he's talking about we need your help going to this planet go do it now wait have you done the level where it's basically (laughs) the attack from independence day and bill is there bill the bulldog no oh that's a level that's a level, Brian. Let me tell you. I think I'm on like the third level or something like that. I just got through the asteroid belt. Oh, okay. So you're going. And so I, I got. If you, I'm so I'm getting to the city that's being that's under attack or something. The cool thing about Star Fox 64 and what makes it so alluring to people. Tell me what is, is cool that about Star Fox 64? Star Fox 64 alluring. has different paths that you can go down if you're. Uh, I mean, the original Star Fox had that too. Right. So, like, if you are in the first level, there's a point where. There's all these little rock archways that you like can maneuver around um, that are on top of a river. And if you fly through all those, you actually end up at a different boss than you would if you just flew normally and just avoided them altogether. Um, and then if you beat that boss, you then are led to a different level down that path. Um, so if you go down that path into all these like hidden secret areas and endings and what have you, um, you eventually... Like, when you beat the game, you're going to fight Andros, and Andros is going to turn into a robot and blow up, and that's going to be the end of the game. If you go down this alternate path, you eventually get to a point where um, a ship shows up, and Fox's dad comes over the radio, and he's like, Fox, I know a different way. Follow me. It's basically just Star Fox with sunglasses. And he says, um, so he so says, follow me. because he's got sunglasses? Yeah, pretty much. But he leads you down this, like, really, like, hard-to-navigate, um, like, tunnel system. And then you eventually come out, and you're fighting Andros, and his face falls apart, and then you fight his brain. And then, like, that's, like, the true ending I of the game. Andros was a monkey. He's a monkey. But How he's do a, you fight the He's brain? a floating head. He's a giant so floating dumb. head. Brian... We we spent like four I spent like four and a half hours today playing Dragon Ball Z and then or playing Dragon Ball Fighters and then watching Dragon Ball Z for about another four hours. So this this show has men with tails growing out of their backs that turn into monkeys when the moon comes out. There's a green man from an alien planet. 
There's a bald man with three body. eyes. <laughs> There's a chiaotzu who's small and white for no reason. Who's a tiny mime. Who's a tiny mime. We don't mime. know why he's talking. Yeah. Stop talking, Chiaotzu. You're There's a, a, a perverted old man who somehow knows all the secrets of kung fu. And sexually assaults other members. Let's not forget about that. Right. So well, forget about I that. need you to just suspend disbelief a little bit. When you're playing floating somehow. So here's the problem that I have with this. And explain this to me and then we'll move on. How can a monkey be a robot and a monkey and also have a brain? So like like, either either it's a monkey with a brain or it's a robot with a brain. But you can't be both a robot and a monkey. So like, you know, then you're just a freaking robot monkey. It's different. Can I can I can I just go? Can I? So, you know, like in Back to the Future, when Biff gets the almanac and then <laughs> and then he knows who is going to yes. win all the games and then basically turns into Donald Trump. Yes. Yeah. So and he's super rich. And then Marty's mom gets all stuff done. Right. And all that stuff. So at yeah, some uh-huh. point, Andros is either constructed or into a robot. The whole point is, if you fight robot Andros, you're not actually fighting Andros. He's not there. He's constructed a robot and is still out there. Like, he's still a threat. Okay, so the floating head is actually him. The floating head is actually him. Okay, the floating head is him. Well, no. No, hold on. Time out. Zach Morris, time out. If you... Fight, you're, You've been you're doing these either a lot. way. I don't know that you can you can spend these like that. I can. I'm doing are... it. I'm doing it. We're doing it live. Okay. I'll All write right. it. We'll do it live! We'll do it live, Bill O'Reilly. So, either way, you're fighting the same floating head. It's what breaks down afterwards. When it breaks down, you're so, either fighting a floating robot head or a floating brain with eyeballs flying out of it. That sounds horrifying. Yeah. <sighs> I'm just the messenger. It's, it's riveting, just all this talk about Star Fox. Let's move on to something else. I can't believe you don't like this game. Like I told you I'm going to try to finish I it. I find it, I don't know. I just, I can't believe you think it's better than the Super Nintendo one, because that game is well, okay. garbage. Here, here's the thing. I've got my Super NES Classic downstairs. Have you I played have it? Not, I have not fired up Star Fox 1 Go ahead. Since, <laughs> since then. I will do that. For you, this week, uh, I will play Star Fox 64 and Star Fox, the original. Like, I just need to know, if you do think it's better... I need you to have counterpoints. Reasons? Yeah, I need you to have sure. reasons yeah, yeah. because... You know me, dude. I have all the I thoughts. I know. I just... I don't I w- see it I will, in that game. I'll bring them. Also, we haven't mentioned uh, anything. This is, this is you know, strictly an auditory podcast. We haven't... We don't really get into visual things. But I do have to say I love how your jacket makes you look like a freaking Jedi Knight. He's, this is my favorite Chris, hood, or my favorite. Chris uh, is wearing hoodie. a delightful hood. It looks very floppy, but it still looks substantial, so it's going to keep his little head warm. Uh, but it's still ample enough that he can wear his big old cans, uh, you know, and still have the hood flopping over and looking all great. It's an so. H and M hoodie. I actually wore this to the when I saw the Last Jedi both times. Oh, because I wanted to look like. My boy, Lonely Luke Skywalker. Now, did you wear it both times when you went to see Black Panther? No. Okay. No, I wow. didn't. 
mean, it just looks very comfortable. I would wear it anytime. I, 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 I wear it as much as I can. I call it the hipster hoodie. Oh, very nice. Very yeah. Nice. Uh, what shall we get into now? I'm going to ask you a question that I know the answer to, but I'm going to ask it anyway. And your answer is oh. going to be no. Okay. Brian, do you know who Wes Anderson is? Yes. Shit. Who was Wes Anderson? S- I have seen The Life Aquatic. Oh, okay. I just watched it for like I've seen, the first time in years. I've seen several weekend. Wes Anderson movies. Okay. One of my buddies is a huge fan. Wes Anderson. So what's funny is like I like Wes Anderson and then I or I I was under the impression I liked Wes Anderson, right? By the way, I love that you completely misjudged me. I did. One hundred percent I was off the mark and I apologize for that. It's okay. Yeah. Um, I get, you know what people people uh, people get the wrong idea about me all the time. I don't know why it might have something to do with the fact that I'm boisterous and loud and have a bunch of ridiculous uh, opinions, and sometimes I don't research them all the way. Well, no, but this is also you can't really blame me for thinking that only because you've never seen Shawshank Redemption, The Godfather, The Godfather Part sure, Two. Sure, yeah, oh, absolutely. Like no, yes, the list goes on and on. It, if we're examining it from that standpoint, yes, absolutely. They're my my blind spots, they are a many. Yes. And uh, and those movies that are my blind spots are wildly popular. Why wouldn't something a little bit more obscure be something that I was also ignorant to? And that was You're well within your rights. Mm-hmm. You're well within your rights to Damn doubt straight. Me. However, this time, I have not let you down. You have not. Gold star. I've actually seen like... A number of his movies. What's funny is I was going through the like the list of like movies he's directed. If you haven't picked up a, at this point, Wes Anderson is a film director. Um, yes, but a good I, one too. Oh well, I'm always like God, like what a great film. And then I was going through his movies. I'm like, I haven't seen like most of these. Like I thought I saw Fantastic Mr. Fox, and I I remember like my brother that had it or I, something. That was one I always wanted to see, um, but I never got. I never got to. I have seen uh, the Royal Tenenbaums, the Life Aquatic, uh, the Darjeeling Limited, uh, Grand Budapest Hotel, and I th- that I think that's it. I think those are the only ones that I've seen. But my buddy Stu is a huge Wes Anderson uh, fan. Yeah, like the only I saw Moonrise Kingdom as well. I think the Life Aquatic, or probably the Life Aquatic, is my favorite. Uh, but also giving it a run for its money would be the Darjeeling Limited, mm. which is which is really good. But no, so Royal Tenenbaums, Royal Tenenbaums is grossly depressing. Like I, I had a hard time watching that one because really, it's, like, it's it's real sad. Shit. So I'm glad I know that now, and I'm not just like I'm gonna put on a movie. Well, I'm gonna I mean, wonder what it's I mean, about. put her, put it on, but don't put it on when you need something that's like a pick me up. Make you make you feel chipper. <laughs> yeah. But no, so this weekend, um, Isle of Dogs comes out in theaters, mm-hmm. and it's a movie I've had my eye on for quite some time since I saw the trailer for the first time several months totally, ago. Totally, totally forgot about that movie. It looks pretty funny. It, like, like it's it getting really great reviews, and like it was, it was one of those movies where I watched the trailer. I was like, "This is gonna be, this is gonna be terrible." No, no, I was like, "This is gonna be amazing," and it's probably gonna get like, it, it'll be nominated at least for best uh, animated picture. I got the total opposite impression of that. I was like, this is going to be something that like kids and people on a first date will go see. <laughs> kids and Chris Shriver will go see. <laughs> I didn't. I, well, I should have thought that, but I didn't think that. I was like, 
this will probably get about a six or something. It'll probably not be that great, whatever. And, you know, wasn't really thinking about it being a Wes Anderson movie because his stuff is like, he's, he's like the, he's like a much less intense version of Hideo Kojima for movies. It's like like a, a, a nerdy white Hideo Kojima. (laughs) Yes. A nerdy white Hideo Kojima who doesn't have quite as much to say about the military industrial complex. (laughs) (laughs) But no, so I, I saw that, uh, you know, this movie's coming out on Friday, so I'm I'm going to see it. Um, very for your birth. But beforehand, I wanted to kind of re-familiarize myself with Wes Anderson films. Mm -hmm. And, I uh, was looking at the list, couldn't really find anything. I, I couldn't find where I could watch anything except for The Life Aquatic. Like, everything else I had to pay for it or I had to rent it. And I was like, yeah. not about that life. Um, at least not right now. And so The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou is on Netflix. Um, I couldn't remember if I would actually seen this movie. And... I liked it way more than I thought I would because I was reading like reviews and people were, oh, these characters are stale and blah, blah, blah. And um, I thought, dude, I love Willem Dafoe. Oh, Willem Dafoe is like steals the show so many times in that movie. Yes. Owen Wilson. And not even from saying anything like like his looks, like the looks that he gives. Yeah. Like Willem Dafoe gives just awesome. Like Willem Dafoe plays a German guy who whose name is Klaus and he's just like very overdramatic and he's like, it's just super funny. Um, and he like always, he's very loyal to Bill Murray's character who was Steve Zissou, who's the main character. Um, let me he's say, he's just phenomenal. Willem Dafoe is another Steve Buscemi. Like he's one of those actors that like, I don't think about that often, but is like really exceptional in everything he does. Yes. Like, I don't you get, know that it, guy. That guy acts his ass off in everything yes. he's in. Like that dude made Spider-Man. Yeah. Like that dude made Spider-Man as Green Goblin. Yeah. Also, Boondock Saints. He is amazing oh as my the investigator. God. He is incredible as the investigator. Whew. I wanted to watch that movie on uh, St. Patrick's Day, and I didn't. And I, I that is with the myself. perfect. Holy crap! That is the perfect St. Patrick's Day movie. There's a St. Patrick's Day scene in it when they're in the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, trust me, I remember. Yeah. Uh, if you've never yeah. seen Boondock Saints, go watch it. Phenomenal movie. They kill a dude with a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Not for the faint of heart. Very intense. Very gruesome. Really good movie. Yeah. But what? What it's I like John Wick. Like you just need to go see these movies. I gotta watch John Wick. You do need to watch John Wick. Yeah. Especially because you? there was a fantastic tweet that I saw somebody do. Uh, and it was it was like, Thanos is, is coming down and he's like, where are the Infinity Gems? And somebody's like, there's one right here. And they hold up a dog and he's like, <laughs> where is it? And he's like, it's inside the dog. He's like, very well. And he like kills the dog. A guy walks up. And it's John Wick. And he's like, has anybody seen my new dog? And Thanos is like, oh, (laughs) shit. (laughs) John Wick 3, confirmed. John Wick 3, Infinity War. (laughs) Yeah. 
I'd be I'd be right down for that. Freaking bring John That'd be Wick ridiculous. in. Put him on the Avengers. He's better than everyone there. <laughs> <laughs> you kill my dog. Oh, God, I love those movies so much. John Wick Part Two is amazing. Yeah. Even better than the first one, and the first one was amazing too. Best Keanu Reeves movies, man. I like. I would put it right up there with the freaking first Matrix. Except yeah. the Matrix gets like real mind bendy and stuff, which John Wick doesn't do. But for action, I don't think you can get any better than that. Let's get back to what we were talking about. So what I found interesting about and like got me like even more excited about Isle of Dogs was the mm-hmm. the underwater scenes in the Life Aquatic. Um, By the way, the, to, to be very clear and to uh, enunciate clearly so people can have an easier time finding it it is the movie is called isle of dogs yeah i apologize I-S-L-E. i swallow my l's oh no, i have it's my okay it just no 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 it's, it's, it's it's meant to sound like i love dogs but, yeah you know it's yeah just want to make sure everybody if they're trying to find it like no if you I, look up, I appreciate if that. you look up i love dogs like you're, you're not, not gonna, gonna get this it. movie <laughs> you can get some different movies yeah, <laughs> like probably must love dogs. Yeah, you'll probably get that one. But yeah, and and the the premise of this movie is that it's an island full of like talking dogs. Well, so right, it it take uh, from what I understand, I think it's a part of Japan that is overrun with this dog flu, and so what they do is they take all the dogs that are in Japan or in this area, and they send them to an island in the event that like they if they are infected with this virus that way the people won't yeah, get people infected don't get it, yeah. and then they're you know they're safe and all Cause that because it can cuz it can apparently cross over yeah but if, then they the dogs start to figure out like this uh this company made this up like this virus doesn't actually exist and this boy comes to the island of dogs cuz he's trying to find his and like so he meets up with like these so little d- kids or these other dogs and they're like we got to help them find him. And like the, the kid can't understand the dogs, but like the audience can. So, Oh, okay. okay, okay. So the dogs can't actually talk. They're just talking to each other. Right. Right. And right. Okay. Okay. But right. The, all the dogs they're, are, they're it's like Brian like Cranston. A bunch of, yeah. They're portrayed by like a bunch of famous actors. Yeah. It's like Brian Cranston, Bill Murray. Um, uh, isn't, Goldblum. Uh, isn't George Clooney in it as well? Yeah. George, uh, I think George Clooney's in it. Yeah. Yoko Ono's in it, but uh, she's not a dog. She's one of the Japanese people, but um, the, like the, the trailer, if you watch it, there's a part where it comes up and it's like, there's probably like eight people listed and you're like, oh, wow, that's like a really good cast. And then it just goes boom, boom, boom. And there's like 36 people listed in this cast. And I was like, yeah. oh my God, I can't wait to watch this. Like, yeah, it's like everyone. Everybody's in this movie. It's great. Yeah. Um, but when I was watching The Life Aquatic, when they're in the underwater scenes, and like, if you've never seen this movie, um, the guy's like an oceanographer and they're you know, looking at stuff. He's trying to find this shark. Um, what's really cool, though, is uh, any of is the, the underwater creatures, well, the <laughs> shark itself, but any yeah. of the underwater creatures, they're all done in, like, this stop-motion style animation. Like, if you've seen yeah. Fantastic Mr. Fox, it's kind of that animation. Um, and it's I didn't realize... It's weird because they're the only things that that applies to. Like, everything else is shot, like, real, like, practical. Well, that's what I really liked about... Life Aquatic was like it's yeah. Bill Murray and Owen Wilson and all them underwater, and you see yeah. all these stop motion creatures like moving around, um, and see just seeing that in action in that world, it reminded me of um, uh, Abzu, yeah, and also just got me like really excited for this movie, yeah. So I yeah. just Wes Anderson I makes good movies. Can't wait to talk about it next yeah. week after I see it. 
I'm, I'm excited to hear what's going on with it. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, a while back we talked about, um, comedians and cars getting coffee, um, on the show. And we talked about how that kind of fueled, uh, my own, uh, transformation into a coffee drinker, uh, which now I am. And I now know how to make coffee. Ooh. Uh, with with the assistance of an automatic coffee maker. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> so I can proud. scoop the things in there, pour the water in, and then push the on button. I mean, I know how to I know how to do that, and then and then mix it with some milk and some like sugar syrup. I can do that. Congratulations, can you can do what like ninety percent of the rest of the world can do. Well, yeah, except that like I never had any interest in doing that because I never drank coffee because I sure. Um, and now that my wife has turned it into a sugary beverage, I'm like, you know what? I, d- I don't mind this. It's pretty good. If you notice but, you're packing on the pounds, just keep keep an eye on that. Keep a tight lid on that. That's all. You know what? Maybe maybe that I... Mm. Have you noticed I'm, a little, a little cushion there? To, I may have to think about something. Mm. Well, I changed some other stuff, and I noticed that it wasn't going away, even though I wasn't eating as much. Because if you're putting, like, a ton of milk and coffee or milk and sugar in your coffee, then, like, like I drink coffee black. I, don't, I typically don't put anything in it. Interesting. Well, if that's the case, then I think I may go back to not being a coffee drinker. How much are you drinking? It's, like, half a cup of coffee, half a cup of milk. Like, three... three half a cup of milk? Yeah. What else are you putting in it? Three pumps of this cinnamon sugar syrup. Oh my God, Brian! Sugar syrup or something like that—that that Audrey put in there. Jesus Christ! <laughs> of course you like it. You're drinking candy in the morning every day. <laughs> I love this. It's like I saying, love "What this. do I want for breakfast?" The I want reveal. some fucking Oreos. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> the like, reveal. The reveal to even myself who doesn't know anything about coffee. Me thinking that I'm like some grown up or something drinking coffee, and apparently I'm just drinking freaking cookie crisp. <laughs> you want to drink coffee? Like, a little, like, here's the thing my rule personally has always been like, if you're going to put milk or cream in the coffee, if you're going to put cream and it's like a little packet, do like one, maybe two packets. If you're going to do milk, do like an inch. Like, you know, your finger, you can like, if you go like this, you. Like I'm bending I my t- finger right now. I tell you what. I tell you what. Do like an inch will, of milk. I will. I will take down these instructions. I will make a cup of coffee for myself tomorrow morning. To you're gonna be like, this tastes like shit. And I'm gonna be like, <laughs> I fucking hate this. <laughs> I want to die. And I'm gonna throw myself out of the window. And that's just gonna be the end of it. And you'll never like three pumps of syrup. I'm sorry. I just, it's funny. It, like that, But I did the same thing when I started at DelVal. I was like, I get Starbucks every day. I'm an adult. But I'm going yeah. to Starbucks and getting fucking 20-ounce hot chocolate with yeah. peppermint pumps. And I'm like, why am I getting so fat? This is weird. <laughs> it only took me two years to figure out it was the Starbucks I was you. drinking every day. I was like, why am I so poor? Oh, wait. It's because each of these is $18. <laughs> yeah. Like... All right, I don't know well, how Nick Scarpino stays as thin as he does I with mean, all the Starbucks he drinks. That's that's a discussion for a different time. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, one of the people who appeared on Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee was Gad Elmaleh, who is, according to 
whoever, I guess. I, get, I think some people call him the French Seinfeld. Uh, he Google has a new stand-up man. special on Netflix. His name is Gad Elmaleh. It is G-A-D, and then his last name is E-L-M-A-L-E-H. I have never seen this man in my life. I mean, neither had I before he was on uh, Comedians no, and Cars. And I don't doubt he's funny. I'm just saying. Yeah. I've never he's, seen him. I, so I watched, I watched his stand-up special. It's on Netflix right now. You can check it out. It's, it's quite good. It's quite good. It's a send-up of American culture. Uh, he's a new arrival here. It's pretty good. Uh, I recommend it. But we were just talking about watching movies and a bunch of stuff like that and Netflix. So I figured I would let you guys know that that's something that I was getting into. I love stand-up specials. Um, I watch a lot of them. Uh, I think I may go back and rewatch some of Bill Burr's early stuff um, and his late stuff because it's just all great. The 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 I mean the new Dave Chappelle specials are amazing. The new Chris Rock uh, special is pretty good. The last half of it has actually some really good relationship advice um, because of some stuff that he's been going through. Uh, but I've never liked Chris Rock as much as Dave Chappelle. Um, that's just a personal taste thing. No, but I'm it, in the you same. Know, if you're yeah. If you're if you're into that sort of a thing, like he's got a new one up there and all sorts of stuff like that. And Gads is Gads is good as well. Um, so I recommend it. <clears throat> if you had to pick, this is totally random. Okay. Um what into are your top and I don't know if this is gonna work. What are your top three Seinfeld episodes? Oh man. Um one of them has to be the competition. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. One of them is probably Kenny Rogers Roasters. I somehow um, knew you were going to say that. It's because it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one where they switch places. Like, it's great. Yeah. Uh, let me see. The other one is... God, there's so many. I, you, mm, a lot of people would say Soup Nazi. I, I would say Soup Nazi's in there for me. I, I'm, but, but here's the thing. The freaking poppy seed muffin episode is really good. That one's really good. And I think it might beat the soup Nazi. Like the soup Nazi is, soup Nazi is great. I feel like the soup Nazi is good whether you watch it or not. Yeah. Yeah. Also the episode where George falls asleep under his, under his desk is amazing. I could go on for I that's go on a, and that's the thing like I the freaking Jay Peterman tour on the bus where he keeps dropping the yeah that's top of the muffin top of the muffin top of the muffin one. tea is great that's 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 one so I always would go to Junior Mint um, oh the Junior Mint's fantastic too marine biologist the, no that's the one that's number one for me that's number one because that story that george tells at the table at the end is the is the best moment of seinfeld ever the sea like, was angry that day my friend i reached in and pulled out the obstruction <laughs> boom and then he reveals it oh that is yes that's the best that's the best moment then it's the freaking uh then it's the competition then it's I don't know, man. I don't know. Freaking take your pick. They're all good. The calzone one is great, too. God damn. I forgot. He puts his jacket in the oven. (laughs) He's paying him pennies. (laughs) He's just pulling out. They're flying everywhere. Oh, my God. What a great show. 
What an all-time just, great show. I would love for that to come back and not suck. That'd be amazing. People people keep people are like, "Oh, yeah, you're either a Seinfeld person or you're a Friends person." Friends does not compare. Friends was great. No, but I know, but I agree with that statement. And the only reason I agree with that statement is because I live with Jess VZ. But here's the thing, I watched both. I My did family too. watched no, both. But, no, but that's just it. Like I think you're either a Seinfeld person who enjoys Friends or you're a Friends person who does not enjoy Seinfeld. <laughs> well, if those Friends elitists want to get at me, freaking you know where to find me. Yeah. Seinfeld is way better. It's probably the best show of all time. Uh, and freaking at me like, all day I, or a day. I have tried so many times and now we're, we're balls deep in a dragon ball. It's never going to happen. At least not for a long time, but like, not until you finish dragon ball, but yeah, yeah, that's the only thing I'll watch until I'm dead, but <laughs> not a bad, not a bad way to go. <laughs> no, I'm fine with it. <laughs> but like, I've tried so many times to get her to watch it. And apparently like, for whatever reason, nine times out of ten, I always pick the Serenity Now episode. <laughs> I'm like, we should watch Seinfeld, and I just put on Serenity Now. She's like, why do you like this show? Everyone's just angry. And I'm like, oh, wait, you've seen this one. And Dude, that's, George's that's dad's a, insane. <laughs> that is a great one. What the hell is that supposed to mean? Are you talking to me? <laughs> Serenity Now. Oh, my God. Insanity later. Yeah. You don't, don't have her watch that one. Have her watch the freaking. Um, I want her to watch the marine biologist, just because like she wanted Bi- to, she wanted to be one growing up, and I feel like she'd like get a kick out of that. Oh yes. <laughs> Do that one or the competition. Yeah. Like that's the classic. That's the classic one. It's that won an Emmy, I think, didn't it? Probably. I mean, I don't doubt it. If you would tell me any of those episodes won anything, I'd be like, yeah, I believe you. <laughs> I believe you. So good. And if if we're being if we're being real, I watched it. And maybe this is a controversial opinion to have. They don't show the Puerto Rican Day Parade anymore. No, that they episode don't. anymore. And I watched it and I have no idea why. I don't know why they don't play it. I don't know. I I tried to fit like I watched it and I was like, I don't. I don't understand why is something about this offensive? If that's the case, I need to freaking check myself because I don't I I don't I don't see anything in that as being offensive unless it's just like the people they run into on the street or something being characterized in some sort of way. I, I have know. no idea. Anyway. <gasps> oh, I just thought of another one. The parking spot. Uh oh yeah, when they're trying to watch the baseball game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. guy who George is in an argument with. Did you ever watch Once Upon a Time? Mm-mm. Oh, that's Grumpy. Like, it's that actor. Oh. Fun fact. Doesn't mean anything to me, but... No. Do we want to get into the Game Informer Top 300? Because if we do, I should uh, grab that off the kitchen table. We can, if you want to. I, I don't feel like this discussion will take very long. Um, why don't you go grab it, and I'll give, I'll initiate people um, into okay. what's going on. Uh, so Game Informer came out with its 300th episode or uh, issue rather um, this month. And like previous uh, big milestone issues of the magazine, they decided to tackle the top X, Y, Z games of all time. Uh, so for the 300th issue, 
they tackled the top 300 video games of all time. Uh, and so I just flipped through this. It's a really interesting read because they have, you know, they've got pictures from a lot of these games. They have descriptions and things like that. Um, and there were some games that I was very surprised to see uh, on this list. There are some games that I was not at all surprised to see on this list, but I was very surprised by where they placed. And granted, like all of these are... Um, like all these sorts of discussions are really heated. As as somebody who's participated in like the top X of whatever console game or whatever video game of all time, sort of a thing. Like they're pretty tense, even if you're doing like a top ten or a top twenty or a top thirty. <clears throat> so doing a top three hundred, like that's just a monumentous task. Um, and it's a fun read. So definitely, if you have. Um, if you have a subscription to Game Informer, definitely give it a read through. Um, I just noticed as I'm flipping through here, the original Darksiders, 278 on the list. Wow. Yeah, That's on funny. the list. Top 300 games of all time. Um, real quick, what does your cover look like? I didn't get the one. I got the game that I care about the least, freaking Red Dead Redemption. That's okay. You know what I got? Did you get the one that I would have wanted? I got some generic-ass cover that, like is oh, just yeah. arcade games from the 80s. Did you see on the first, like, freaking second page or whatever, did you see one of the covers that they have? The Warcraft one? No, the freaking Super Metroid one. Oh, no. Oh, my right above God. It. Look at that. Yes. Yo, that's dope. I need, to, I need to find somebody who has that so I can keep it. That's really cool. If you're not, fam- um, or if you're not aware, for this issue, they made a, like, I think it was, like, 10 different covers or something like that? Uh, let's see. What, they made five? one that was... They made the one that, that Chris got, which is just the, the generic... I think it's a throwback cover. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's oh, okay. Let's see, let's see, let's yeah, see. this one's called Press Start. There's a Red Dead Redemption one. There's a Minecraft one. There's, yeah, a, there's a World of Warcraft one. There's a Metroid one. And I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, but those are just like big, um, important games that are on the list. The reason they did that was um they never actually have had covers for those games before like for really? Game Informer that was why they did that interesting mm-hmm. and they were like well if they're in our top 300 list we should probably make covers for them that's pretty cool yeah also just flip through the witness number 244 right above space invaders hmm yeah it's pretty interesting limbo also on this list uh, right next to Shin Megami Tensei Persona 3. The Last Super of Mario Us, 25. Odyssey, 25, yeah. Super Mario Odyssey, 224. Pretty low on that list for a lot Part of people. Part of me know. was kind of surprised to even see it on the list. Dude, for, for me, that's that's me. Although I love that you, game. I do, at, but at it's two, not. At 210, above Mario Odyssey, Rainbow Six Siege. Hmm. And Prince of Persia Sands of Time. How many times can we talk about Prince of Persia on this particular episode? I don't know why I got so mad. Like, not even mad. It was more just, I was like, Ugh, really? Skyrim is number nine. And for some reason, I was, like, annoyed with that. That really made me angry because if you look at the game that's, like, right before it, um, or, like, right after it or whatever. The Witcher is like, right before it. The Witcher yeah, 3. Yeah, The Witcher wild, 3 huh? is one worse than Skyrim, which is bullshit. That is like, and the fact that they're like right next to each other on the same page is like the biggest kick in the balls. Yeah. The Witcher 3 is way 
way better than Skyrim. Like, it's not even close. Yeah. Um, what was it? So, what I was surprised at was... Let me see if I can find it. Um, big, big ups to my man, Titus. Final Fantasy X at 127, ahead of Mega Man X. A lot of people are going to feel some ways about that. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't really care for either of those games. Like, they're not my favorite of either of those series. Bioshock Infinite at 117, Dishonored at 120, Hearthstone 124. Dark Souls Uncharted is 44. It's in the top 100. That's all I care about. Uncharted 4 is. Persona 5, 105. But here, here we go. Here we go. Number 106, Tetris Attack. You're omitting on a big list. one that I can't believe you didn't talk about. I'm, I'm working my way up. Number 64, Baldur's Gate 2. The fact that it's so low on the list is disgraceful. Uh, but the fact that they acknowledged it is good. I was going to say, I was what? surprised to even see it on there. It's amazing. The real, the real thing that got me is Super Mario World is number 26. I feel like is, that's way too low. That's what I was thinking, too. And another thing that was equally shocking for the opposite reason. Number 32, Bloodborne. Yeah, that's like... That's really way high. too now, high. I'm not going to argue because I think Bloodborne, with the exception of like, if you removed the frenzy mechanic or like tweaked it, I think Bloodborne is pretty much perfect. Uh, and I do think it's better than Dark Souls. No, I but think what's it's funny... than all the Dark Souls games. Here's the thing now. Like, but they also, they, they don't have like the, the replay value isn't exactly there because the build variety isn't amazing. Um, there are only a couple of a couple of builds that are like you can't do a strictly blood tinge build and have it be great until you get stuff like super late in the game like it's it's got problems but even if you look at like what what is around on the this set of pages so like you're yeah. between numbers 33 and 26 yeah. on the same two pages donkey kong original donkey kong portal, portal which Battlefield is field two which is actually perfect portals portal is a perfect game so is portal yeah. two Yes. Um, I was kind of... I don't know if Portal 2 is higher or not, but um, I think Portal 2 is better than the original Portal, personally. Um, I agree. Battlefield 2. Assassin's Creed 2. Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Shut up. Yeah. We all know how you feel about Assassin's Creed 2. Um, League of Legends and Super Mario World. But like, if you were to put in a lineup of, like, these are in this bracket, number them, Bloodborne would be last, and I honestly would be like, why is Bloodborne even there? Not for me. In that in that placement, up against all those other games, I, me personally, now this isn't a this isn't just a single person's voice. League of Legends would easily go last for me. Yeah, but no, follow, but League of Legends, follow, you have to understand, is a massive game. Sure, but the people who love the game aren't making the list. I'm making the list, and I say oh, that well, League yeah. of Legends is is the, my least favorite game on that list. Sure. Super Metroid at number twenty is. Too low for that game, and Chrono Trigger has no business being ahead of it. Um, but I know a lot of people love Chrono Trigger. Also, uh, having recently played Doom, I'm okay with the fact that it's at number thirteen. Uh, I think what I find more amusing is like if I even if I look at the top ten, 
Um, so top ten in. Top, let's. You want to count down the top ten? Yeah, top ten in uh, ascending order. Let me go to number ten. So Witcher Three Wild Hunt is number ten. Uh, number nine is The Elder Scrolls Five Skyrim. Number eight is Red Dead Redemption. You want to take this one? Number seven is Call of Duty Four Modern Warfare. Number six is Final Fantasy VI. Which is fantastic placement. Number five is World of Warcraft. This is a fantastic place to put that game. Both of those games. I am totally fine with World of Warcraft and Final Fantasy VI being in top six. Because those are both incredible games. Number four, Grand Uh, Theft Auto V. Which I completely disagree with. Because I don't think this game is that fun at all. But whatever. I think I'm, control, I'm in the same boat. I understand I why people like it. I think the suck ass, but uh, and I'm, whatever. Yeah, I don't care for Grand Theft Auto V. And the driving sucks, even compared to Watch Dogs, which is a game that people don't even really like. Yeah. Uh, Tetris is number three, which I understand. Uh, hold hold the fuck up. They, you understand. I understand. Tetris should it's, be. It's in, not my favorite puzzle game. Whatever. It's not. Dude, Tetris is a perfect game. Tetris Attack is better than it in every way. You're, you're a bag of dicks. I hate you. I mean, I'm right. Number two is Super Mario Brothers three, which is a really great pick for the second slot. And number one, Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past. For you, Super Mario World or Super Mario Brothers three? Super Mario World. No contest. Okay, thank you. Um, I but, don't. I've never understood. But, I, like but I, it's not it's not like I don't see where they're going. Like it's not it's not one of those situations where I don't see the argument. Like I see the argument, I just disagree. That's kind of where I I'm think, at. Yeah. Because I think I I see people being like Super Mario Brothers 3 is the one who started all this stuff. It started the map, it started the like the various power-ups, it started, you know, being able to go back um what what is it? Uh, Super Mario Brothers Two isn't actually really a Super Mario game. It's just well, not a only that, but like um, if you look like, at Super Mario Brothers Three next to Super Mario Brothers One, and you're like, oh, by the way, this ran on the same hardware. It's crazy. Yeah, somebody in the eighties or nineties, their head would spin. Like, yeah, I get it. I get it. Super Mario Brothers Three is really, really, really good. It's way better than Super Mario Brothers One. Yeah, way better. Um, but. I think world is better. Like it's just the no, secrets, I'm, I'm the right there with crazy you. stuff is just like the verticality, the cape, the flying, the Yoshi. Like there are tons of things that 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 world does that three can't touch. But they're in the same ballpark. Yeah. Like so I so I I get it. I would frankly put uh, my top three would probably be out of that top it, ten or in general. I would say Switch, Mario Brothers 3, and World. Um, I don't mind Link to the Past being first. Um, I would personally... Um, World of Warcraft and Final Fantasy VI, I'm totally fine staying where they're at. I would switch Tetris and Tetris Attack. I would switch Grand Theft Auto V and Baldur's Gate, probably. Um... And then I would put, I would put Super Metroid up there somewhere. Yeah. Um, you switch that for like Call of Duty Four Modern Warfare, just because I never played it. <sighs> switch, switch Red Dead Redemption with Witcher Three. Like or or the Skyrim. No, no, that's 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 high enough. Switch Red Dead Redemption for like I don't know, 
another big what's a what's a really great open world game um saints row 2 it <laughs> uh, didn't really do anything for me no i was i was thinking maybe like what like on a persona 3 or something final yeah. fantasy 10 i mean final fantasy 6 is right there there's good representation on this list i i just thought it was interesting um and i i understand putting link to the past first even though i think breath of the wild is my favorite zelda game i was gonna ask know, you that because you were like but, breath of, or link to the past i'm fine with but i'm like if breath of the wild is your favorite zelda game yeah, how is that not but, first but here's the thing link to the past is my second favorite zelda game and it's really close and yeah. I don't know how time is going to affect that. Because, like, already, I, I went to fire up uh, Breath of the Wild to do more Champions Ballad stuff. And I, like, ran around for, like, three minutes. And I was like, I don't want to play this. I did that. And so, whereas, like, I think I could probably fire up Link to the Past right now. I just bought Link um, to the Past on 3DS, like, two days ago. <laughs> I mean, so that I mean that, so that should tell us something. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, you know, maybe... Maybe Breath of the Wild won't hold up as well to repeat visits. Uh, maybe Link to the Past is a little bit more special in that in that regard. And if that is the case, then you know what? I'm totally fine with it. Um, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a Herculean task, as I said before, to assemble a top 300 list of literally anything. I mean, even top 300 numbers would be difficult. Um, but yeah, it's it's cool. Yeah, but uh, but to to wrap up, uh, I would like to thank all the people who joined us earlier today, uh, because we didn't even really talk about what we did. We did not, uh, which we probably should before we sign off, because I this is going to be something that people are going to need to keep an eye out for in the future. Yeah, so we um, um, I hopped on this morning and saw how much snow was outside, and I was like, you know what, I have off today. I should stream because I know I'm going to be playing Dragon Ball anyway. And Jess had a bunch of shows she wanted to watch. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to uh, hop on and I'm going to at least do story mode. And then if somebody wants to hop in, like a friend of mine, uh, Richie and James, um, they're very familiar with like just fighting games in general. And Richie keeps saying, oh, I'll give you tips and like, you know, kind of get me better at playing this game and understanding how to properly play a fighting game instead of just like trying to figure out combos on my own and stuff like that. And so I hopped on, finished the first story arc and then James texted me and was like, Hey, um, why don't you set up a lobby and we can all hop in. And then he sent me a link to discord and I was like, wait, this is capturing my desktop audio. So, cause I've never, we've never done this. Like I, I'm still figuring out streaming and yeah this is the first time we've actually been able to do this which is something we've wanted to do for a while yeah but we yeah so there were four of us to start at least in their discord server and it was me brian james and richie and we were all just doing like ring matches in dragon ball fighters and people were like popping into chat and you know talking about their favorite characters and who they play and stuff like that um but we played for like Two and a half, three hours, um, just Dude, doing we that. Really, the time flew past. It yeah. did not seem like it was that long at all. Yeah, it was super fun though. Yeah. Um, and James already texted. We actually me today. did kind of a we actually did kind of an impromptu tournament. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we were trying we kind to realized we kind of realized that we were already doing it because it was like, all right, well, all right, well, let's you and I do a two out of three and see who wins. And then it was like, okay, well, somebody else wants to play. And then oh, okay, well. 
Well, I mean, this basically comprises like a winners and losers bracket. All right, well, let's have a championship match and stuff. And it was it was good. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. The two of them fun. are monsters. James James's Majin Buu is disgusting. Yes. He's very, very good. Yeah. They're both they're, they're both very good at like picking up corner combos, wall bounces, and freaking getting their dragon rushes and vanish combos and stuff. They're they're way better than me. Um, which the the results of the tournament speak differently but i mean i think i think we all know that <laughs> mistakes were made uh, and so spoiler alert i came in last so so what was it what was the what was the official ranking so it was it was me you james and richie i think i got second place oh okay then it was me because i because i richie. played in the because i played in the championship yeah, yeah, yeah. um because i won so in the competition, Richie beat me uh, and knocked me into loser's bracket. But then I beat the winner of loser's bracket and then went back up for the final round. Right. And then we actually went one and one and it went to it went to a game point, mm-hmm. which I was not expecting because Richie is very good. <laughs> but I was able to I was able to freaking open him up and and do some work as Goku Black. Uh, and I was surprised at how well I did with him seeing as he's been inconsistent on my team. Uh, but I think he's around, I think he's here to stay on yeah. my team. My team, for those, for those of you who listen is now been solidified as adult Gohan as first character. Second character is Goku black and sell at the end. I'm uh, now. And, and who, yeah. Who did you play as? Well, no, so you I switched was, up your team quite a bit. I did before I was, um, Goku Black, Majin Buu, and Hit. And I was, like, pretty sure that that's where I was going to be at. Um, like, pretty permanently. And I started playing as Gotenks and really uh, was doing well with them. Which, yeah. everyone was like, why are you playing Gotenks? Like, I fucking nobody playing plays, against him. Nobody plays him. Nobody likes nobody plays against him. him. Which um, is, it, that's part of the reason why I feel like you did, like, you, you did better than normal, even for being as unfamiliar with him as you are, because none of us were familiar with his moves either. Right. So it's like you don't know how to defend against this guy because he's got a bunch of weird moves. Yeah. So it's just I, like hit. Like I'm awful against hit because he's got so many crazy moves that I just don't. I know love about. playing hit, and I always like I do bet way better than I expect I'm going to do. Like whenever I put hit on my team, I'm like, I don't know. Like I, I feel like yeah. I never land hits, and then when I huh, and then when I do, it's like a lot of them, and he does a lot of damage, and then I feel good about myself. If they come out with, and I don't know if we'll be able to do this, but if they come out with um, Persona 5 Arena and they bring back the characters from Persona 4 and Persona 3 that were in Ultimax, you will like Akihiko. Mm. Um, Because Akihiko Sonata from Persona 3, which is my favorite Persona game, uh, it plays a lot like Hit. Which... Uh, those of you who have been paying attention will know Persona 4 Arena was made by the same fighting game company that made Dragon Ball Fighters. So Mind blown. That should tell you resembling. Now that you've got your ASMR fix, uh, so we, we streamed it. It's up on twitch.tv slash the platformers podcast if you want to look up what we were doing. Uh, we are going to be doing more of that, so if you are into Dragon Ball Fighters, um, just keep an eye on our Twitters 
and we will let you know when we are streaming and you can jump in and join us because it was a lot of fun and we put up the discord information we put up the uh the lobby information so and the passwords and all that sort of stuff so you can just jump in and join us in our ring matches and stuff ultimately i do want to figure out if there's a better way to do it than that but if we can get enough people like in a I guess kind of a depopulated enough lobby. We could just do a, like arena matches or something like that. Like I, I want to experiment a little bit more with like the, the various ways that we can fight and things like that. Cause the, the, and there are also, if you go to Kame house now, they've got like these weird parties where like you have two teams of three, but only one person controls each character. Oh, um, whoa. so like you could, so like we could have like six people and just keep playing all the time. So like I would only be playing as like, Goku Black or something. Right. And then, you know, we would switch between the different people on the team. I think that's how it works. That's that how be I've cool. been led to believe that it works. But uh, what was the shame was a lot of the people that were in the chat, um, a good amount of them were PC players. So they hopped on and they were like, oh, can we get in? And we were all on PS4. Um, so, I mean, I, at some point when this game gets cheaper, I will probably pick it up on PC. But yeah, I just don't just see because that I'm thinking, anytime soon. I'm thinking long term. And right. I'm like, even when the PS5, PS6, like whatever are out, like I'm I still want to be able to play wanna, this game. Yeah, exactly. Like this is one of those games that it's like, I don't really see something coming out that's going to top it. So why don't I just freaking get all up in it? So if we want to do that, if we want to, um, I mean, I've got it on my wish list. So if it goes on sale, I'll be notified and stuff like that. So. Keep an eye out. Um, let us know if you're playing on a particular platform and we can see if we can put something together. So, Yep. Uh, but for those PS4 players, keep an eye out because that's... I think I freaking 100% of the, the campaign and all that sort of stuff. And I just I set up not. like a really good... I just set up a really good place for farming Zenny, even though I don't really need it anymore. I, I need a couple more costumes and stuff. By the way... As just an aside before we sign off, I can't believe that you said that you don't care about character colors. I don't. Like, what is wrong with you? I don't. You don't care about character colors? Not really. Well, well here's the thing. Um, watching Richie play, Richie plays an all-red team. And, like, knowing that they're all red and, like, I can identify that that's him. Um, yeah, Red Cell, um, Red... Android 16... What? Yeah. And uh and then red uh, black. Black, that was the other one. Yeah. But I don't know. Like it just I'm f- I know the characters as they're the one that really gets me is the lobby characters. Like there's so many lobby characters that I'll get them and I'm like, "Oh, I don't like that color. Like I don't like how that looks." And then it yeah. just kind of sits there. Um and I think I kind of that has kind of turned me off about costumes. But like even in like when I would play like Dead or Alive or you know, a couple other fighting games like Mortal Kombat. I cared about costumes, but most of them I just like. No, I like their default costume. I just do. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm sure, a simple yeah. man. That's Brian. Right. With simple needs. That's right. <laughs> well, uh, one of your needs is probably sleep. So let's go ahead and get out of here. Correct. Uh, thank you very much for joining us for episode eighty-seven. Um, I am going to sign off of here and go right back to uh, playing The Witness because after Braid and The Witness, I can safely say that uh, Jonathan blows me away more like, oh, uh, anyway, you can 
um, shame me for that awful dad joke on Twitter at Ribnax, R-I-B-N-A-X. You can find comfort and solace in my tears at Shrives93. We corporately can be found at Platformers Pod on Twitter. As we said before, if we're streaming, which I should now say when we're streaming, because well, we don't have a schedule yet. We, we, we don't have a schedule, but we know it's coming because we enjoyed ourselves so much. Yes. We got to make time for it. It will come. Um, it will come after Susical, which will be the week after April 15th. Um, now, if we end up getting it on PC, then I can actually also stream it. But right now, I don't have a capture set up so that I can do it from ps4 so yeah. that's that's gonna be that's gonna be based off of well, Chris's schedule james also said he would um he wants me to make him a template and he he and richie used to stream uh street fighter 5 yeah and we we can we can host uh, we can set up so we can host them on our channel so that our viewers can still see that because i might still pop in on those right if right. you're not available uh, and we can just keep it going yeah um but we'll, we'll figure that out and then we'll let you guys know on twitter what's going on um, so, uh, please review us on your podcast platform of choice. Uh, if you want to, you can tweet us a picture of your review or whatever. Um, and we will read it out on the show. And you can also suggest a topic that you want us to cover on the show. If, if there's a game out there that you like, if there's some particular thing that's been going on in the video game or nerd culture world at large, that you want us to talk about, you want to know what we think about, you want to just hear kind of a breakdown. And then maybe we'll actually break down if the news is terrible. Uh, then you can do that. Uh, if you have a good time listening to the show, be sure to tell friends about it. And now let me turn it over to my main man, Chris, for weekly segment, Chris's Shower Thoughts. Hold. I have to open up my notepad. You didn't know I was going to throw it back to you like this, did I, you? I did not. Not that quickly. Oh, this one I had. I was walking back from the gym. Um, so it's not strictly a shower thought, but this was not a shower thought, but I had it. I was, it was, the sun was shining on my face and I heard a, a, the sound of a chainsaw in the distance, maybe, maybe some, an electric hedge clipper. But the thought was landscapers are just tree barbers. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Well, from everyone here at the platformers, have a wonderful week. Stick that little nugget of joy in your pipe and smoke it. Because until next time, we are out.